0: Tired of waking up hot and uncomfortable? Start sleeping cool on the Temper breeze by Tempur-Pedic. It's engineered with a revolutionary cooling system that pulls excess heat away from your body to help you sleep deeper all night and wake up more refreshed every morning. During the Tempur-Pedic summer of sleep, save $500 on all Temper breeze mattresses and experience your coolest sleep this summer with our best breeze savings of the year. Learn more at Temperpedic.com.
1: Jordan have <laughs> Bel- Spur Jordan dirty Bel- Spur
0: Yo, 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 bird. yo, 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 oh. i been getting dirty money, Jordan. What is going on, D-Gen Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Generals podcast. Year number five of the Fantasy Golf Generals podcast. Never thought that it would get this far. It's been an amazing ride. We're glad to be back. It's only been a three-week break, but damn, I missed that song, first off. It's great hearing that song. I am ready for this new season, even though if it is the fall swing. I am ready. Year five. Let's do it. How are you doing? My favorite Canadian, Tyler Tamboline. Okay, my man, we're back, and I'm excited. yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a
1: break this year, only two weeks, but couldn't be happy to be back on the pod with you. obviously coming off a really strong season for us, you know, looking to do some big things going into this year together., uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about that actually, just to kick off the show. So, uh, you know, we may have some new listeners out there. It is you know, swing season, so we're not expecting the world, but uh, you know, it's gonna be a good year for us, and I can feel it. And you know our goal is always to bring you guys as much of the entertainment and education of golf and DFS as we can, especially fantasy golf in general as a whole. I know we do some reviews and we bounce back and forth between some things, but you know Kenny brings both. Luckily, the entertainment and there he is pouring a drink as you can hear it. So he brings the entertainment, he brings the education. I obviously bring the the fired up takes, the passion, try and get after you guys and bring as much knowledge as I can to the table. But with that said, I did want to talk a little bit just about this season. You know, swing season will be as normal. Uh, you know, we'll go into the regular season, do the same. Nothing's going to change. Uh, you know, we've got some stuff to talk about with Gup's Corner. My boy Kenny coming on board. That's going to be awesome. Um, other than that, though, really, we just want to get your guys' feedback. So Kenny and I have talked a little bit in the offseason here. Uh, we're going to put out some polls. We're going to put out some stuff on the Twitter account. So if you guys can check that out and just see what you find there. Really, we just want to talk. You know, we want to get your guys' feedback. So we've got some feedback this year on a couple things. You know, I know you want to get timestamps to the podcast. We're going to look at that. You know, sometimes people say do less picks and and we'll try, you know, the the one thing with less picks is that it's obviously early in the week. So we are trying to come up with as much knowledge in the forefront as possible, but things do change over the week. So that'll be the nice part about having Kenny and myself in the Slack over at Gup's corner, be able to get on there for the late news. Um, But before that, you know, things like ownership changes things, all that sort of fact. So We'll put some polls out. We'll see what you guys are looking for. We're thinking along the lines of maybe, you know, bonus content, bonus podcasts, maybe draft best ball strategies, uh, you know, things that we can do in the back end. If you guys want some more of that content, we'll be able to put out for you guys. And really, we just want your guys' help being better. You know, we're always trying to put the best possible product out there for you. And I think this year is going to be our biggest. So with that said, Kenny, I'm fired up. It's a new season. We got new cut rules, by the way. I know you're going to get into that, but top 65, finally, no MDF. Super excited about that. What's your thoughts on the new season and what's coming our way?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the season, but I love the break. Uh, the two weeks off is, is, is pretty money. I mean, uh, I, I having two Mondays off of the pod was pretty great. I actually went to the U.S. Open uh, last week in uh, Flushing Meadows for the Queens, in Queens. And I got to say, it, it, Arthur Ashe Stadium has the fastest Wi-Fi I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's faster than the Wi-Fi at my house. Uh, it's incredible. There's 23,000 people there all using the internet, and the Wi-Fi is literally the fastest shit ever. It is perfect for the D-Gen gambler. So <laughs> if you ever get a chance to go to the U.S. Open, you know, I was live betting games and shit. Like, you know, like, what what's going to happen in this game? What's going to happen in this game? It was great. It was incredible. a uh, Really, really great time. It was probably a little bit calmer than the last time I went to the U.S. Open. Went to the U.S. Open about four years ago. Uh, I was I, Serena was going for the grand slam. Okay. So I wanted to see Serena win the grand slam. She ended up getting beat by Vinci in the semifinals. I watched that match and that was one of the biggest upsets probably in sports history. Uh, but I have this crazy, crazy, one of the craziest stories I've ever uh, happened in my life happened at the US open. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys. Hey, uh, hey wait, is, is this about the dead but, Chinese lady? Possibly? Yes. The dead, oh, yes. dead Chinese Here lady, dead, dead, okay. Chinese, dead, dead Chinese lady. So, Perfect. so, you know, grow, growing up, you know, I was a big Tupac fan, right? And, like, one of the biggest, one of the coolest things I ever saw when I was, like, 15 years old was this video Tupac walking down, you know, Fifth Avenue in New York City, you know, puffing a blunt and, like, freestyling. I was like, damn, that motherfucker's the coolest dude ever. He's smoking a freaking blunt. In the middle of the street in New York City, that's something that I want to do. I know I have shitty life goals. All right, I, 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 <laughs> all right. you guys can already know that. I have shitty life goals, but I'm like, man, I want to smoke a blunt. So we went to New York, and I was like 35, 34. I, my weed, my perennial daily weed smoking days were over, but I still wanted to do this. So you know, it's like two o'clock in the morning. We came back from this uh, from this nightclub, shaking it up with a whole bunch of these girls. We get back to the hotel. We roll up this little blunt. We walk outside. And we're walking down the street, puffing this blunt. Okay. And, it, you know, it's like two in the morning. All of a sudden, this white Lexus, I think it was like ES300. It was one of the ones with like the curved back. Uh, one of those Lexus sedans with the curved back. It, it literally screeches right next to us, like right in front of us. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? And we at the door of this, it was a bar. The door of this bar opens and these two guys are carrying this 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 Asian woman. I'm guessing she was Chinese. We were in Chinatown. This is just a guess. And uh, literally, like one guy had her arms, the other guy had her legs, and they're literally carrying her. She looked dead. I'm pretty sure she was dead. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, and so and so, like literally, like they. And this story, all I'm going to take a little prelude. This story always reminds me whenever I tell this story. It always reminds me of uh the Kings of Comedy. Did you ever watch Kings of Comedy? with like Cedric the Entertainer, Bernie Mac. I've seen it a Hughley. few times. Uh, yeah, Have you I seen see it? it? Yeah. Okay. So there's this one thing where Cedric the Entertainer is talking about how like, you know, like like how black people and white people differ when it comes to like, when like a problem or something crazy arises in front of them. You know, like Cedric was talking about like, make one black person run out of this arena right now. All the other black people are going to run. And, and then like halfway down the road, they're going to be like, <laughs> what were we running for? Like, I don't even know. We're safe now, though, okay? And, like, the white guys will just run to the problem. They're like, what is going on? Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, no. They just run to the fucking problem, okay? And so why this reminds me of that story um, is because I was with my black friend and my white friend. And so when this when this dead body in this car screeches up to, the stall, to this thing, you know, they're pulling the dead body out, and they're, they throw it into the back of the damn car, right? And I look to my right, and my black friend's already gone. Like, I have no idea where it went. Motherfucker ran with the quickness. My white friend on the left starts running up to these people. And I'm pretty sure they were gangsters. Okay? White friend runs up to these people. And it's like, I used to be an EMT. I, can, I, I grab him by the back of the neck. I'm like, dude, this is not the fucking time. Okay? They throw the body in the back of the fucking car. The car drives off, but one guy stays behind. And he looks at us. And he's staring at me and my boy. We're like, what the fuck? He puts his fucking fingers to his lips and his nose so like, be quiet. And we're like, we ain't, we ain't see shit, dog. That's what I said. We ain't see shit. And he walks back into the bar. All the lights close. And we're like, what the fuck just happened? It was the craziest thing ever that I've seen. We get back to the hotel room. And of course, my black friend is just chilling on the couch. He's like, where the fuck did you guys go? I thought you'd run like me. I was like, I probably should have run. I probably should have ran. Because that was some gangster-ass shit that just happened. And, um, and so the rest of the time we were there, I swear to God, I saw that white Lexus almost everywhere we went. I'm pretty sure we were being followed by Chinese gangsters, and I'm pretty sure we almost died that night. So, so this this time when I went to the U.S. Open, a little bit calmer, no wild Chinese people deaths and like gangsters like chasing us around. So a little bit easier. But if you do get to go to Arthur Ashe, you need to go. You need to, you need to be a D-Gen gambler because it's the best Wi-Fi ever. All right. So, uh, how what did you do during your break?
1: football stuff man all, all football ah. getting ready for it yesterday was you know a few sweats I ended up coming in second in the FanDuel live final uh you know I got like 1200 bucks for that it didn't even make my week but uh yeah it's all football stuff getting ready for that a little bit of family time like you love the break you know sometimes it feels like it wasn't long enough but at the same time it feels like it's been two months since we've been on here talking and it's been two weeks so pumped to be back either way but uh definitely into the football stuff now and into the false ring we've got some decent tournaments to talk about
0: yeah I mean the thing is the false ring I I not I struggled sometimes in the fall. Like a couple of years ago, I was decent, but last year I pretty much struggled a lot. It's because you know you get a lot of these newer guys coming on to the tour. You got fifty people with it who got their tour card through the Corn Fairy Tour. Uh, a lot of them will be first time PGA guys, so you, you don't really know what to expect quite yet. So I always find the fall swing a little bit more difficult than the regular season, especially for cash, uh, because. I, I, you know, my cash thing is I'm looking for consistency. I'm looking for guys, you know, who fit the bill and stuff like that. And we just don't really have that, uh, for a lot of these golfers here in the fall, but I'm you know, still going to grind out that work. Uh, I did a lot more work, uh, than I normally do during the fall. And sometimes it helps sometimes it doesn't, uh, because, you know, I'm just trying to get an idea of who these golfers are, um. You know, and the tournaments are going to be great. We're going to go across the world. There's going to be night tournaments where night golf, where we're going to have live golf at like one o'clock in the morning, which is my favorite thing to do because you guys know I am a night owl. So really looking forward to this fall swing and year five of the pod. So now we normally would do a, um, our listener league. Now I don't have the lineup from the tour championship. And actually, you know, the talk, speak. let's speak of the last few weeks in DFS, um, I actually had my best week ever or not ever, but my best week of the year at the Tour Championship, which is crazy because I usually suck at no cut events, but I had like a 150% return on investment. It was a great great week. And then I followed that up the next week degening Euro, having my I I you know, I think the, the last four times I played Euro, I've won. Maybe I should play Euro more often. I don't know. I just I don't seem to know a lot of the golfers. Uh, but like I read a lot of content from guys who know and I guess that's why you guys listen to the pod. <laughs> I get it now. I get it. Uh because you know the, those guys helped me out a lot, like Josh Culp, Ben Coley, you know, all these guys doing the Euro stuff, uh, Ryan Baroff, you know, and, and so I had a great week. Hit hit Soderberg live at a hundred to one. Uh, yeah, and then this guys. past week at the Porsche This past week at the Porsche, I had hammer at 150 to 1 um live after the first round and of course he just he couldn't birdie the last hole to to force a playoff and Paul Casey won but it's been a really really good uh you know past three weeks money-wise for me on draft case so I'm hoping to you know keep that going here in the fall now i know uh, how how'd you do at a tour championship
1: I, I wish i could remember i was just thinking we didn't talk before the pod and I was, if you ask me that i'm screwed so uh i don't remember that i remember i did forget to tell but i did go to vegas for my wife's 30th birthday and i had i managed to put one right. year, one euro lineup in before that that cashed and it was like decent too it was like something like 54th in the, in the big 44 there whatever it is and it had um bobby mack in it and, and then He sucked and he was the anchor to the lineup. And then last week he like was almost winning and obviously Casey went on to win, but it just shows, you know, you got to stick with the same guys and go back to it. But I took a a full week off last week, didn't play anything with it. And then, you know, this week, I'm not actually going to go crazy with the lineups because there's two things you, you, you hit it at the top of the show a little bit about, you know, fall swing and sit and swing season golf and DFS with that. And it's a little bit different because it's kind of like the same as people that are listening to this pod. It's all people that are really, you know, Dgens for that matter, and and it's lots of people that are really dialed into the industry and paying attention. So, two things on that: one, sometimes the field strength is a little bit stronger, in my opinion, because of that. And then two, it's not just all football money in there, like everybody thinks, in my opinion. And, and then also two, you've got um, more congested ownership. So that's the one thing we will talk on that is a benefit. I'm just saying that's, you know, out of the gate something to know that some of the, the value plays aren't really going to be – they're going to be heavily owned. So I suggest pivoting quite a bit off of that, and I'll talk about it when I get into my T-3PO's for the week.
0: All right, sounds good. Now, uh, I don't have the lineup for the Listener League for the Tour Championship, but I do have the winner. And it's crazy that this guy – It's uh, the winner was Felderenzos. Um, that's his DraftKings name. He hit me up on Twitter. Uh, the funny thing is he actually won the Tour Championship um, – Tour Championship Listener League last year. Yeah,
1: crazy. So
0: we we never we never got to talk about we we've, we've never he's won the tour champ he's won the the listener league twice and we've never talked about his lineup so apologies about that fell Lorenzo but we're definitely gonna have you on the three man for this week so what we'll gets you on all right so before I talk about this week in the course let's talk about Gups Corner as you may have heard um I have joined gups corner.com um, I will be writing a course preview every week uh, along with stats to look for. And then I will also be on the Slack chat a bunch. Um, the, the benefit of that is, you know, like the podcast is Monday. It's early research, you know, and things tend to change uh, a little bit in the next couple of days. It's not like I stop doing research. You know, I keep digging. I keep looking. And so the benefit of joining Gupp's Corner is you, you'll get my, you know, later takes, a more concise player pool. Uh, if you will, and maybe a little bit more strategy. So that's going to be a nice little bonus. I'm really excited to work with those guys. I'm going to be working with Tambo. Tambo's article is going to be on there. You're going to have GUPS rankings. Uh, you're going to have, um, you know, uh, uh, bets and stuff that he likes. It, it's a great site. Use promo code DGEN15. This is going to be the best code uh, until the at least for the whole fall. Uh, we won't have a higher percentage code than this. So use promo code DGEN15. And get 15% off a sub for gupscorner.com. Now, this includes the entire golf season. It also includes the entire NFL season. So you're getting a bang for your buck right here. So you're going to get 15% off. It's $119 normally for a season-long member, for a year-long membership from the year you sign up. And so basically with the discount, you're going to be paying $8.50 a month. That's nothing for one of the best sites out there. And that's not including, you know, and then you also get football as well. So $8.50 a month, you sign up for that year-long subscription. Now, if you want to do monthly, it's $15 a month. You'll be paying like $13 a month uh, with the code. So go in there, go to gupscorner.com right now, get get your, you know, subscribe to the site, use promo code DGEN15 and save your ass a little bit of money. All right, so let's get on to this course for this week. The tour heads to West Virginia. You know, I've always been a big John Denver fan. Uh, you know, people sleep on his white ass. That dude has a sweet voice. I'm a big fan. But the tour heads to West Virginia this week for the military military tribute at Greenbrier, played at the old white course TPC um at Greenbrier resort though the name of the tournament is a bit convoluted it's actually a pretty cool thing that the tour has done is it lets all the current and former military personnel get in the gates for free uh, all week the old white course has been the host of this tournament since 2010 but it didn't play here in 2016 due to the devastating floods that basically destroyed the course Uh, The team at the Old White Course did an amazing job getting the course ready for play two years ago after basically redoing the whole course, but specifically redoing all the greens and the bunkers. Uh, The course is very similar to how it has always looked, except for a few modifications on and around the greens and the removal of some trees. All right, so the Old White Course is a 7,286-yard par 70 with four par 3s and two par 5s. The course is almost 2,000 feet above sea level, so it plays – a bit shorter than the distance suggests. The two par fives are the easiest holes on the course and are both situated on the back nine. Three of the par threes are over 200 yards, and this course has the rare distinction of being one of the only courses on tour to finish with a par three. Uh, The owner of the Greenbrier Resort and current West Virginia governor, Jim Justice, has been known to hand out $100 bills on 18 to everyone around the hole when someone hits a hole-in-one. Now, depending on the pin location, hole-in-ones on 18 are pretty viable due to the shape of the green funneling towards the flag, like I said, depending on the flag position. Now, two of the par fours are under 400 yards, five are between 400 and 450 yards, and another five are between 450 and 500 yards. Golfers will need to take advantage of the seven shorter par fours and both par fives to contend here. Off the tee, golfers will see wide fairways with bunkers in play and three-inch rough. Now, you would think, With the course being fairly short, especially with that 2,000-feet altitude, hitting into the rough shouldn't be too crazy of a problem since many golfers will be hitting short irons and wedges onto these greens. But since the greens are redone after the flood, they have played very, very firm. In an interview last year, Kevin Na said that he hit a pitching wedge out of the rough, landed the ball 15 yards in front of the pin, and the ball rolled over the back of the green. So, yeah, they're firm. Now, the course hasn't really seen that much rain this year, so it's very possible we see firm greens once again unless there's some type of torrential storm. The driving distance average here is greater than the tour average, and we'll see many golfers ripping the big dog off the tee, but shorter hitters can still contend since the course is short and the drivers will get a bit of a boost with the altitude. Longer hitters could have an advantage as they can probably take a more accurate three wood off the tee and still hit it as far as their drivers on other courses due to the course elevation. Now, even with most hitting driver or three wood off the uh, off the many of the fairway, many of the tees, the fairway hit percentage here is still greater than most on tour. Now, on approaches, golfers will see mostly elevated greens with a ton of slope and undulation surrounded by deep bunkers and runoff areas, especially in front of the greens. The greens are large and the green and regular green and regulation percentage at the old white course is greater than the tour average. Now, even though the greens are easy to hit, this doesn't mean we'll see a birdie barrage where minus 25 wins unless there are torrential storms and the greens get very soft. The greens and the bunkers around the uh, the greens and the bunkers around the greens are the biggest defense of the course. Putting is a challenge here, and the bunkers are some of the most difficult to play out of on tour. The grass on the greens is bent grass, and should have a sit meter rating of around 11.5. Tambo, what are you looking for in golfers this week, my friend?
1: A couple things. So stats wise, you know, like you said, the fairways are a little bit easier to hit. So approach is going to be very important at this course. And then you know, some knowledge. I'll talk about that when we get into actual golfers. Of you know, so I want. So I think a lot of people want the the shiny new toys, and I definitely want some of them as well. With some of these rookies Go to that in a second. But I, the biggest thing will be guys that are, can make those smart plays. You got to put the ball in the right place on the green once you get up there. So some around the green will be important. You know, some shorter irons, some longer irons, more than the in betweens right? I think uh, you'll talk about that, but then the par four scoring. And then this is a course where a lot of those quotes that you'll see from Josh Culp and guys like that out there that they got all the golf quotes, talk about putting quite a bit. So there is still some, you know, sneaky putters that we'll talk about as we get into the guys here that I'll be following just based on that and just taking some upside shots with them. Because like I said, there will be a lot of shiny new toys, uh, quote unquote, that I, that people will be going after. And I'll still be looking for some of those named golfers that I like, as well as pivoting off of some of the others. Uh, one quick shout out. To Jeff, uh, you know, at the fantasy golf Gr- or at the fantasy grind on Twitter, he noted that the only winner since 2010 to even play in the event the, the year prior was Danny Lee, with his win in 15. So first timers are definitely in the hunt here. And then speaking of rookies, not just to the course but overall, uh, there's 29 2019 20 rookies in the field. And if you look back, Stallings, uh, Potter Jr., Xander all won as rookies. Uh, so there's some some rookies we'll talk about later on as well. Uh, and only seven of the top 50 official world golf ranking in the field.
0: Yeah, the field's not great, but, you know, this is what we get for the fall. So let's go straight to it. Let's talk about this 10K range. We got Bubba Watson all the way up to Bryson DeChambeau. Who are you going with this week, Tambo? Like
1: I said, so I'm not playing as many lineups this week, so I definitely got to take some hard stands. You know, that's what I'm going to talk about right now. Right out of the gates, you know, we know Hovland's going to be popular, but I actually think it's for good reason. You know, we we saw what he can do on the PGA Tour. Uh, if you were following along in the Corn Ferry Tour results, uh, which I have here, uh, you know, he's done very well. He picked up his card in the second one, coming in second, and it almost could have been tied. He, he put an absolute, he needed to eagle out, hole out from the fairway, and he put it to like two feet Uh, to finish at minus 18 to Matt Neesmith, who finished minus 19 on like a 30-foot birdie to close it out. Uh, You know, everyone was all over Hovland with the doubles that week. So certainly like Hovland, uh, to pivot him off of Bryson wouldn't really be a huge pivot because he's already going to be popular. So I'm off Bryson, but I'm on Hovland. It won't be a T-3PO. But my other, my first T-3PO is actually up here. And I think a lot of people, maybe even yourself, like a guy like Leishman, but you know my rule with Leishman and with Hideki, and they get up in these prices. I don't care the field strength or not. I can't play a five-figure Leishman. Uh, I'm going to go, which is, sounds even crazier, actually, to play a five-figure Kokrak, but I don't think as many people will do it. And then like I said, in these tournaments where it's the swing season, everyone's just going to see a few articles that are out there, pick the guys that everyone's talking about because Leishman had a great end of the season he's going to want to pick up some points early I think he's 24th in the OWGR he's like the second best in the field besides Bryson as far as that looks on paper uh you know I'm still playing Kokrak as far as the last few weeks yeah Leishman was hot but Kokrak did get himself into the tour championship this year for the first time and also um you know had a had a great overall season right he was on fire all year and I you know I was fading him I was on him I was fading him I was on him so happy to go back to him here so the only two guys I'm really I never play Bubba uh, you know, anywhere because I, I just don't trust them. So 10-5 for Kokrak, 10-9 for Hovland. That, that's
0: going to be the two guys I'm going to be on. Kenny, what about yourself? Hovland's the only guy I'm guaranteed to play. Um, he He's too good. Uh, this guy's going to be a great golfer. He's first in stroke-skin approach in the last, you know, 12 rounds in this field. The guy's just been an extremely – and he's actually uh, a third in stroke-skin approach in the last 50 rounds, but he's only played 36 total rounds on the PGA tour first in strokes gained tee to green first in opportunities gained. you know and he's also been very good at the two uh proximity ranges that I'm keying on which is from 125 to 150 and 200 yards plus he's third in the field in the last 50 rounds from 200 plus 10th in the field from 125 to 150 so I am going to play Hovland he's going to be my only guy I'm actually going to play a ton of people in this 9k range I'm going to start most of my lineups in the nine K range. And I I have two cast game cornerstones in this nine K range. So we'll go ahead and get started with that. First is gonna be Joaquin the dream Neiman. Uh mm-hmm. you know the guy a win is in his horizon. The guy, you know, finished the season pretty well. I had a little bit of a dry spell in the middle of the year last year, but finished it off on a high note. Um really good tee to the green. Gets a lot of DraftKings points. Fifth in Sansa's in the last 50 rounds. And like I said earlier, the bunkers here are tough to hit out of, like some of the hardest bunkers to get it up and down from on tour. So I'm definitely on um, Neiman, first cash game cornerstone. My second cash game cornerstone, I'm going Korea, Benny on. Uh, so we're going to go Benny on approach game solid. T to green, the best in the field in the last 50 rounds. He's been pretty good from the bunkers. Uh, 15th in opportunities game in the last 50 rounds. Top 25 in both. Par four efficiency from 400 to 450 yards. Like I said, you have to score on those shorter par fives or par fours. And he's a uh, 24th in um, proximity from 125 to 150 yards. So those two are my first cash game cornerstones. I like Sung jm uh, He's been putting well and his approach game has been decent here recently. And like the putter is going to be a very important part of this tournament because, you know, everyone's going to hit these fairways. Everyone's going to hit these greens. This tournament can't turn into a putting contest. M is also first in draft key points in the last 50 rounds. Of course, I'm getting all my info here from FantasyNational.com, national.com. Um, and I'm going to play a little Scotty Scheffler uh, ended the season really strong on the corn fairy tour. Uh, I think with this price range, I'm not sure how popular he will be. He might be, I'm no ownership guru, but you know, just in his few PGA tour appearances, he's been very strong Tita to green. He's been very strong with his approaches, um, you know, 16th in opportunities game in the last 50 rounds. Good out of the sand, so I like Scheffler uh, and M as GPP players. Who do you like?
1: Some of the same, guys. I'm, you know, I'm going to start at the bottom and go up here, but one thing I want to remind you, do you remember last year Kevin Na won here? And- me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, <laughs> Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, the only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose
0: Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And then he got the car and he basically was like, it's a Dodge, basically saying domestic's a piece of shit. And then he just gave it to his caddy, Kenny. That was probably one of the funniest things I saw on tour all season because I mean, he just didn't even give a fuck about the car. I know his, it's his caddy and it's his boy. He ain't wrong,
0: though. domestics are pieces of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I agree. I
1: also don't drive, but I just yeah. I, I thought it was fucking hilarious. So that, that was the first thing. But, I, you know, I'm not really going to go back to him because of that. I kind of like your Scheffler call there. Uh, you know, he's been tearing it up on corn Ferry. I'm going to save the corn Ferry results. I just got them quick when we get down into another range. But I will play a little bit of Scheffler for GPPs. I don't know if uh, Henley will get – popular or not he is the course history guy here you know he, his first debut was 30th then he's got like a fifth fifth and tenth since so if nobody's gonna play him and everyone's gonna play oh, scotty sheffley who i remember being on like the us open this year and everyone told me i was an idiot and, and the guy was awesome uh, and you just see him as he's coming up and he's just been crushing it on the corn Ferry tour so uh i don't know i still think it's a good little pivot to go away from that if he gets really popular and go with the tried tested and true And Henley, I know who's going to suck up all the ownership, and rightfully so. I absolutely love your call on Byung-Han and Benny-An. So uh, him at 9,500 to me is one of the better values here. I would say, honestly, I'm not doing a ton of lineups, but I'll actually start some lineups with Benny-An and some of these guys like Sung-Jae and Neiman. I don't need to beat a dead horse on them because – Benny Ann is, is got the similar win equity to some of these guys at the top, in my opinion, when you think about some of the results he had all season. And the thing about Victor, and I'll talk about another guy later, but Hovland isn't even, you know, the the, the newest Norwegian to get his PGA tour card this year. So there's another sleeper later on that I'll bring up that's going to be a you know a really good play, I think, this week. But uh, if you look in here, Ann is one of them. The Neiman thing, fifth here last year, I'm not sure if you mentioned that, but, it, you know, he turned it on late in the season, and some people forget that he's actually as young as Wolf. He's younger than Morikawa. Like, this guy is a stud. So love your call on him. And then M, my God, this guy plays an absolute ton of golf. It's nonstop. He's always first one there practicing, last one off the course. He's due to win. We said last season at the end, you know, this guy is going to get a win in the, the swing season at something like 15 or 20 to 1. Sure enough, I think he opened up a little bit higher at like 28 or 30 in some places, but he, he ended down That I see him right now, he's at 20 to one. So not a guy that's going to be on my card later because I, you know, I got a couple other guys there, but at the same time, you know, this is the time for him to put it all together. So I do think we could, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see an, an M win and you could start your lineup with something like M, Neiman, and, and, and go down with some of the values we'll give you and be completely
0: different and just skip the 10 K range altogether. You can easily start with three, nine K guys. This week easily, uh, I, I, you can even do it in cash. I almost did it in cash. Um, you, you can easily do it. And one crazy thing about Sungjae, uh, the stat I heard, I think he got eighty five. He was first in total birdies last year, and the stat's definitely skewed because he played eight hundred seventy times, seventy five times. But he was he had eighty five more birdies than the second place guy in total the birdies, which is the biggest gap in PGA Tour history between first and second when it comes to birdies. Now again. It's skewed because he played every event. But still, that's pretty impressive. The biggest gap ever between first and second in total birdies in a PGA Tour season, Sung JM. All right, let's go to this 8K range. Uh, Go ahead there, Tambo. Yeah, I'll start it off.
1: Uh, First cash game – sorry, I I don't got those cash game cornerstones for you. Trust me. I I ain't hitting at like 85% like Kenny or whatever it is. 75, uh,
0: 75. no. So, no, oh, 85% made cut rate. Yes. 85%. Yeah, made whatever cut rate it is.
1: School. It's that's yeah. why I don't play cash. Uh, you know, I should, I should just use your results and put them in, but uh, maybe I'll do that this year. Uh, my first, my, sorry, my second T3PO all over the map here tonight is actually going to be one that I'm not too happy about, but I, I feel like I got to do it. Talked already about how the ownership gets congested. Who's the guy right here at 8,800 that everybody loves, including myself, Harold Goat, Werner. I love the guy. He's incredible. You know, it's he could do it. It, You know, it'd be a time for him to get it done. But for me, I like the guy just below him, Kevin Streelman at 8,600. Kevin Streelman to me is just a guy that suits the course better, better stats, better long-term. Again, Varner is the name. It's more of an ownership thing, but also with reasoning where I actually think Streelman's as good as him or better and does perform in events like this. He's just a grinder, gets it done, especially if it's sort of that minus 15 or worse type score. I feel like that's right up his alley and that's something that's going to be set up for him to go off. So he's my second Streelman over Varner. Uh, down from that, I kind of like Knox, you know, talked about putting a little bit. He, he can get hot every once in a while. He's sort of a, a good name that's there. Zach Johnson's there with him. Denny McCarthy. Uh, you know, this is a range I like, obviously, as as I just mentioned, that I'm sort of skipping most of the top range, but, you know, Denny McCarthy's can get on fire with that putter. So him priced up for once, not loving that. Uh, but as far as the, you know, a GP play, I don't think he'll be popular at all. And then lastly is Joel Dahman, you know, more on that later, but Joel Dahman is just a value at 8,000 to me. When you think about the season that he had, his ability to get hot on Thursdays and come hot out of the gates, fired up. I like Joel Dahman in this field. It's it's you know sort of a weaker field for him. He's done well in some of the stronger fields and then just fades away with this type of field. He might be able to hold on. You never know. So I do like him as a value
0: at 8,000 even. What do you got, Kenny? Uh, I do like Varner. Uh, I'll be playing him. I like Robert Streb a little bit. Uh, he, he ended the season on the Corn Ferry Tour very strong. A bunch of top 20s uh, to finish off the Corn Ferry Tour. So he's in good form coming here. And he probably has one of the best course histories um, in the field. So I do like Streb. Uh, at 8,500. I do like Knox and I do like Denny. So you guys basically, you basically picked uh, the the three guys that I like the most uh, in this range. So we'll go ahead and I won't talk too much about it, but I do like the fact that McCarthy is probably, has been the best putter in this field in the last 50 rounds. He's first in strokes game putting in this field in the last 50 rounds. And again, this could turn into a putting contest. Now, once you do, the thing is, you know, of course, you know, putting is the most variable stat in the sport. But with you know a high volume of fairways hitting and greens and regulation, it could definitely turn into a putting contest. So let's move down to the 7K range. A uh, couple of guys, I'll finish off my cash game cornerstones. First, it's going to be Kramer Hickok. And here's the thing about Hickok. When you look at his stats, they're not looking good. But what you have to remember is a lot of these guys have been playing on the Corn Ferry Tour recently. Uh, and they, and you know, you got to think that they've had a little bit more practice. They've been on the course a little bit more than the guys who've had their card, who've been off for three weeks, you know, and so, or maybe even longer, four weeks, because you know, the majority of this field didn't make the tour championship, maybe didn't even make the BMW. So you're looking at like, you know, five, six weeks off for some of these guys. Now Hickok finished the season very strong on the corn Ferry tour, bunch of top tens, bunch of top 15s to finish off during the corn Ferry tour playoffs. Um, he's, he's a great golfer. I like his game a lot. One thing he is very, very good at is with his longer irons, which should help him on the par threes. It should help him on the par fives as well. The par threes is three over 200 yards. And in the par fives, of course, he's going to have over 200 for most of them on his approach. So, you know, this one, it's not my usual flavor type cash game pick, but we're in the fall. This is what we're going to have to go with. And you look at his stats, he's ranked 102nd in my model. But looking at just stats this week, will be a mistake because a lot of these guys don't have the stats first off because they're new to the new to the new to the pga tour secondly a lot of these guys have been playing on the corn Ferry tour and they've been playing well and you gotta look at that and if you look at hickok uh let me i don't have his exact numbers here give me one second and let's see how he's been doing okay so on the corn Ferry tour the last few weeks he finished third fifth and 19th so three straight top 20s two straight top fives so this guy has really good form. He's coming in with a lot of strength, a lot of motivation, and I like that. And he and he, had, he played golf two weeks ago. So he, he still should be, you know, in form, not rusty. So I like Hickok as my third cash game cornerstone pick. And then my final one, I'm going down a little bit more, but it's going to be uh, David Hearn at uh, $7,400. Again, another guy whose stats, you know, aren't necessarily the best. But he has – hit his irons very well he has played this course very well and he's coming off a top five uh in the corn Ferry tour finals he's made five straight cuts uh on the corn Ferry and on the regular tour uh, i think he's made like seven of his last eight minimum he has a top 10 uh in the PGA tour here recently uh, a few weeks ago or about, about a couple months ago so i like uh david hearn i like how his game sets up and i like the fact Letting enjoys playing this course, and he's been very good with his wedges here recently, and he's decent from the sand as well, and his iron play has definitely improved. Uh, I think he's 27th in strokes game approach in the last 50 rounds in this field. So my four cash game cornerstones this week are going to be Joaquin the Dream Neiman at 99, uh, was he 9,900, 9,800, 9,700, and then we got Benny Ahn at 9,500, Kramer Hickok at 7,700, and David Hearn at 7,400. This leaves you like 15.5, 15.4. It leaves you a good amount of money uh, left to build out the rest of your roster. So, in this upper range, one guy who piques my interest is Tom Lewis. Uh, you know, the guy won last uh, the, uh, the Cornfare Tour Finals. He wanted to get his card. Uh, you know, he's coming off a high. I don't know how many people really know who he is, but he's also good with his longer irons as well so i sort of like him as a flyer gpp play in this range i also do like a brandon Br- bronson Burgoon here uh you know f- top 15 in opportunities game good with his longer irons he's been playing decent golf here recently i mean it, is, it hasn't been the best but you're not going to get the best from this type of uh of field, but you know, even more recently, he's 11th in stroke, skin approach in his last 12 rounds, and fourth in stroke in opportunities gain So, this guy, again, has been playing pretty good golf here recently, and I like him for GPP. who do you like in this upper 77k range?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, you got a little bit of my thunder there because I'm going to go through the, the recent Corn Ferry Tour results, but yeah, Tom Lewis, like you say, just won, so definitely piques my interest a little bit there. He won there. You mentioned Hickok came third at that same event. Hearn was right behind Hickok. So that's good for your two cash game cornerstones. Grayson Murray finished in seventh. And then we talked earlier about Scheffler. He finished uh, same as Murray or just behind him. So that was at the most recent. That's at the, the corn Ferry tour championship. The results before that was the Boise open. That's the one where I mentioned earlier, where Neesmith won and bested Haggy and Hovland. So we talked about Hovland earlier. That's where Hovland finished second dart on the last hole, tucked in the birdie to tie for second. You know, thought he could have got the win there. Like you mentioned, Hickok finished T5 with your boy Burgoon. So I do like Burgoon in this range. I do like Lewis. Uh, Grayson Murray, by the way, was also 11th there. More on that later. And then at the Nationwides, the one before that, Scheffler won it, Haggy came T5, and Hovland was 16th. So a lot of the names we've already talked about, some of the names you just mentioned, that's just for folks at home that aren't following along and seeing some of those recent results. That was a few of the names there. For GPPs, I like a couple other plays in this range. Are we just doing the above seven five, Kenny, or going all the way? Do all go all the way there, brother? Okay, I'll do all the way. So, Bud Collie. Uh, you know him, you know his name, but I don't think it's going to be one of those popular names. I think Hickok gets some buzz with what you just talked about. I'll still play both of them, but I just don't think they're going to get enough ownership where you're like, oh, Bud Collie chalk. So uh, I'll play Bud Colley. I'll also play Sepp Straka, sort of a darling from last year. You know, th- last year, like it was not just, you know, five, six weeks ago when these guys were playing before the playoffs kicked off. But he was, uh, you know, on fire with sort of the T to green and approach game. Just couldn't really get it done or, or put up anything too serious. But at this price, it's more than affordable in this field. Uh, going down from there, we talked about Haggy. Don't mind him for a flyer. David Hearn, you talked about, he's Canadian, but so is Nick Taylor. I, I kind of like Nick Taylor more than Hearn, especially if Hearn gets popular. So I'll, I'll go down to him and talk about him. Uh, Adam Shank, another guy you know I was all over him last year. Him and my other Canadian boy, Mac Hughes, are right there. And then other than that, the only other real one I've got here uh, before I get into the next range, or before you go into the next range, I should say, is uh, Sam Ryder. So always riding Sam Ryder. And then Lanto Griffin, home game for him. Just got he also got uh T seventh at the t- tour championship that just happened for the Corn Ferry Tour. So not not really going too crazy, but just sprinkling these guys in
0: wherever. Yep. Uh the guys I like uh, towards the bottom of this range um are going to be I do like um Andrew Landry a, a lot this week. If you look at his stats, they're pretty freaking amazing. Like from a par four efficiency from 400 to 450 yards, he's first in this field in the last 50 rounds. Second in opportunities gained. Fourteenth in birdies are better gained. Third in proximity from 125 to 150. His iron play has been really good. I mean, it wasn't that great at the Northern Trust, but prior to that, he gained almost 10 strokes with his approaches at the Wyndham and John Deere. Those are the two events he played prior, and he's gained something like 13 strokes of putting in the last three uh, tournaments as well you get that iron play and that putting combo uh, I really like Landry a lot this week I think I might bet him as well uh, other guys I do like Cameron Chingali doesn't have the best course history here but we've seen guys who you know haven't really played here that well you know do pretty well the next season I mean course history is not that big uh, you know it's good course history is different but poor course history unless it's like really bad You know, I'll probably still use a little bit of Tringali second and birdies are better gained in the last 50 rounds. Uh, Fabian Gomez, uh, another guy who played pretty well towards the end of the year on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, I think he has a pretty solid finish here last year as well. Uh, Taylor Gooch. At, at 7,100, another guy I do like. First in strokes skin approach in this field in the last 50 rounds. Fourth in drafting points in this field in the last 50 rounds. And 10th in par-4 efficiency from 400 to 450 yards. All right, so let's move on to this 6K range, Tambo. Take us away.
1: Yeah, and one of the things, too, we got some feedback that we we talk about a lot of picks, and I just thought about me and Kenny going off there and naming a bunch in this range. But I just want to point out for for some folks, like, I have one guy in the GUPS Corner Slack that sends me what I talked about every week on the picks, shout out Jay Northcutt, and says, hey, hey, Tambo, here's who you talked about for all your guys just to keep track. I mean, I've got them down, but it's better to see from what are the listeners here. I'm kind of getting the opinion of what the public's hearing. And it's typically like 35 guys. So in a, in a field of 156, it, it's not really that much. We're just giving you guys an idea of who you can sprinkle throughout into your lineup. So if you get down to that 2v2 decision where you're like, oh, do I go with this guy or this guy? I know Kenny said he likes this guy. Oh, but him and Tambo both like this guy? Now you can close out your lineup with that and feel good about it going into the week. So I just thought I'd bring that up as far as the seven K and below 6,900 and below. I I say seven K because my last T3PO is right at the top. I'm surprised you didn't mention him. I think he'll actually be extremely popular this week because everyone's happy to see him back. And that's Kevin Chappell, Uh, you know, seven K dead on the money back from, you know, injury back from, you know, the, he's another name in the tournament that everyone's been wanting to play. Uh, Now he's back. They can, didn't actually do so well in the last or most two recent Corn Ferry Tour events that he played. And this, to me, like we talked about, sort of is sort of the same field, but a little bit stronger, right? Obviously, the big names at the top make it stronger. So, uh, in a week with 156 golfers and the same strategy that I'm talking about implementing, where you're not just playing the names, quote unquote, I'm looking to pivot off another, you know, a name play and go to a guy who's done v- very well in those same events. And I said more on that later, earlier when I talked about Grayson Murray right? Grayson Murray has been right back into the swing of things with that seventh recently, the 11th, the event before $6,800 to me is a steal for that guy. So I'll certainly have some Grayson Murray in my lineups. That'll be my final. So just to go through them, it's going to be Grayson Murray over Chapel. It's going to be Streelman over Varner, and it's going to be Kokrak over Hovland, which is insane. The more I say it, not over Hovland, sorry, over uh, Leishman, which is still insane the more I say it, but I'm excited about that one. So um, that's my three for the week. The other guys I like down here, Kenny, there's only a couple. Another thing I would caution is not to play too many down here just because the way the week's set up and you want to play some better golfers. But uh, Kazire, I saw some links on him somewhere. I think it was Steve Bamford Golf was talking about um, how he's had a, had a sneaky solid putting year. We talked about putting and all the quotes that go on about putting here. I think he was seventh overall on the year. Uh, and he's also a winner at the Sony Open which has the same course redesigner and Seth Rayner. So uh, he helped design YLA country club, which is, you know, in where they host the Sony open and Kazire won that as well. So I think that's a good GPP play down from there. Not too many Richie Wierenski. You could sprinkle in, uh, you know, my boy up back at the tops. I skipped one with Sam Burns last year. I, I pointed out that everyone called him Bermuda Burns and the guy was doing just fine on all surfaces. So I'll certainly go back to him for his upside at 6,900. And other than that, not too much else there. Kenny, what have you got?
0: Uh I do like Kazire a lot. And I, I, I think I read that uh, Martin or AK at Sundog Monkey. Go ahead and follow him on Twitter. Really, really solid um follow. He talked about Kazire and, and the sort of the, the course correlation between Sony and Wiley. Um, because you know it is an elevated course, it's not too long. Uh a part I think it's a par seventy, par seventy one, something like that. And he's done well there. I, I do think he does Kazire makes a good GPP play this week. I'm with you on that. Um, I do like um, Sean Stefani uh, here a lot. He, he's played here this course. Uh, he's done well here. I think he's made the cut every time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's done decent here. He's had a good end of the season with a bunch of top 30s, a bunch of top 25s, uh, playing good golf. He's actually top 10 in strokes gained approach in the last 50 rounds in this field, or top 15, sorry. Uh, no, top 10. Uh, he's 8th. In the last 50 rounds in this field. So I do like Stefani a little bit. Uh Johnson Wagner, good putter. Uh, you know, pretty good stats for this type, of course. I'll play him. Um, Grayson Murray, I'm a fan of him going well at the end of the year on the Corn Ferry Tour, coming back from injury. And I gotta go with my boy Seaweed Doug. I mean, you, you yes. saw him make that putt on 18 in the final hole of the Corn Ferry Tour championship. He had to make this what, 15 footer and had a bunch of break. He made it. It was so big for him, and I think he could ride that momentum, you know, that that high into a good finish uh, this week. Another guy who I sort of like, I, I roster him all the time for some reason whenever he plays on the PGA Tour. Uh, Rafael Campos at uh, at sixty two hundred dollars. I mean, he's only played forty two rounds, uh, you know, in the last year or so here. On, on the PGA tour, but he's 18th in strokes gain approach at 18th in strokes gain putting in this field and fourth in birdies are better gained. So I like him as a punt play here at the very bottom of the, of the, uh, the six K range at $6,200. All right. Anyone we miss?
1: Not for me. Um, other than, other than that, I don't really have anybody else. Like I said, I w- I'm not going to play too many guys down here. One, one more, I guess I'll throw out just as a flyer that I, I didn't mention was uh, Roger Sloan. At 6,500, he, he's a guy that, you know, in the GUPS Corner Slack, we were following along with a lot last year and some tilting days. But honestly, the guy puts together some good rounds. So I actually think
0: he's one of the better values down here at 6,500. Thought I'd throw that out there as well. One guy I did miss uh, at the 7K range, uh, Anirban Lahiri, Curry Power. Uh, again, stats <laughs> aren't looking great, but he played extremely well. Uh, on the corn Ferry tour, bunch of top tens, bunch of top twenties to finish up the season. And he's done well here in the past. So I do like Lahiri. Uh, also, that's one guy I did miss. All right, Tampa, take us into the betting segment, my friend. Who are your bets?
1: Yeah, I've got a few this week. So uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of them. And then there's one that I'm going to you'll know, save a little money for to try and get in play. But the first one's out of the gate. We talked about him in depth. This is Benny. Ann? you know, we talked about his performance last year. I got him at 28 to one straight up. So, Uh, You know, putters actually come around at the end of last season. It just didn't, you know, for Benny Ann, we'll say it was good for him. So at 28 to one, I like his value a little bit more um, than some of the other guys. I'd like to get him, but I missed the early number. So I'm going to wait and hope, hope, hope that I can get him in play for a bigger number. And then I'll hop on him and get on him that way. Up from there, man, it's all bombs. I'll I'll go through them quick. 90 to one with the each way on Joel Dahman. If he gets hot on Thursday, like we've seen in the past, that number will disappear. So speaking of in play, that number will be way down if he has the Thursday that, that we've seen so many times, especially with this field being a little bit easier. Maybe he can hang on for once and do some damage. So 90-1 to one with the each way. Talked about Grayson Murray, got him at 100-1 to one with the each way. Um, and then two long shot bombs. The first one, uh, the guy I mentioned earlier at the top of the show a little bit was, I said there's another Norwegian that actually got his card this year before Hovland. Uh, and that's a rookie coming on tour, and that's Christopher Ventura. This guy, we you know, we talked about him a month or so ago when we were talking about how that him and Hovland both were from Norway, both played for Oak State. Big number, t- big, big He's big number for him at 176 with an each way, uh, and he won on the Corn Tour two times this year. Came up through the minor leagues, which are extremely competitive. So edgy young guy sort of want to catch on to a little bit older than the other dudes, but he's grinded his way up. So I, I'd like to get on him at 176 with each way. And the last big bomb is 250 to one with the each way. It's not just because his name is Tyler, but Tyler McCumber. Uh, basically another grinder, big number, big bomb on him. He was the 2018, so a year removed, but McKenzie tour player of the year with three wins up in Canada and six top tens. He also had three top tens, top five, sorry, on the corn Ferry tour this season alone. So I do like him at 250 to one as well. Not so much in DFS because these guys aren't as needed, but you could try and fit them in, but I'm gonna go with them just for the bets because the long bombs. What do you got, Kenny?
0: All right, so I got a couple of short bets, a couple of medium, and then a long shot. I'm going Hovland fourteen to one. I'm just gonna take bite the number and take it because I think he'll win. Uh, so you know, I'm taking the fourteen to one at Hovland. I'm taking the twenty to one at Neiman. I, I I'm riding these two guys. I think one of these two guys is going to win. I know their numbers aren't great, uh, but I'm gonna go with those two guys. Havlin and Neiman, uh, and then my the middle runs. I like Hickok at sixty six to one. Uh, I do like uh, Landry at eighty to one, and then I'm going to do Kazire at one twenty five to one. And I'm going to place a pretty decent sized bet on uh, Raphael Campos uh, top twenty. I would guess with his price that the numbers aren't out, but I'd say it's somewhere going to be around plus twelve hundred, plus fifteen hundred, and I'll take that for a top twenty for him. All right, so anything else we need to talk about? I think that's it. All right, tell them where they can find you, my friend.
1: Same place as you now, my friend. So, yeah, f- first of all, it's yeah, it's awesome. P- pumped to have Kenny over at Gup's Corner. Obviously, Gup, myself, team, you, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, massive score for us, massive score for the community. Uh, really looking forward to this season even more now than I already was. So, that's going to be awesome as we go through. Uh, with that said, guys, Kenny's probably going to talk about it again. He gave you the code DGEN15. I would just say that, you know, one of all the things Kenny mentions and all things he goes through, the biggest thing by far, in my opinion, isn't all the tools and content and everything that you get. It's the Slack chat. I brought up a couple times tonight, uh, you know, what it's built around. It's built around the people and it's people that want to chat strategy, people that want to chat picks like yourselves. You guys are here listening to this information for a reason. If you hop on there, it's sort of that extra edge, you know, shout out Richard M. He was in the Slack just today. He's at the Greenbrier. He's there. He's a walking scorer this week at the course. Uh, just tonight, he posted a giant real-time conditions report for everybody talking about what he sees, the weather, what everybody around the course is talking about. Pretty much, you know, everything that's going on there right now. Andy's going to give us an up-to-date Wednesday night, you know, real-time report. So, you know, he's going to update us on that original report to give us even more information. That's the edge. If you're looking for that for $8.50 a month, go over there, get the annual, you know, sign up for DGEN 15. That's what it
0: breaks down to. Let me inter- yeah, go. Let me interrupt you. This is not a one-off. This happens all the time on the Slack chat. There's always somebody at the golf tournament in the Slack chat on Gump's Corner. It's crazy. And they always give out the great info. That Slack chat is worth the $850 in itself. It's worth the money itself. And that's what everybody says. So it sounds like a walking ad. Obviously,
1: we're involved. We're affiliated. But it's not just that, guys. It's the matter of if you want to talk golf, you want to have a good time. It's the place to be. It's a lot of fun. Everybody in there says the Slack alone is worth their money. We had six-figure winners last year, whatever. That's not even the point. All the other stuff that's there, it is for you. Lastly add me on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo. I got to catch up to Kenny. Kenny keeps running away with these followers. I'm trying to get up. My goal is to get to 10,000 this season. So as many people that can follow me on there, that'd be great. I'd appreciate it. Uh, You know, begging for for followers at this point is my new thing. But the other thing is, is that, you know, this season, we want to go after as many reviews to the pod as we can get. We're going to get ranked into the new category for fantasy sports. We want to get as high up on that rankings board as possible. Uh, We want to see you guys, if you can give us you know, some rankings, some retweets on our content on Twitter. It really helps spread the word, grow our audience. That's what we're looking to do. Like I said, we're going to come out with some awesome stuff with some, you know, polls, things that you guys can go after and tell us what you want to see more of, what you want to see us do better at. So really appreciate you guys. Excited for year five with my partner here, Kenny. Love doing this with you, buddy. Let them know where they can find
0: you and take us out of here. You can find me on Guts Corner. Uh, just like Tambo, my article was already released earlier today uh, talking about Richard M. It actually made me feel good because he said that everything I wrote was correlated to what he's seeing at the course, which makes me feel better. <laughs> but uh, so, so so that worked out. But, yeah, use promo code DJ 15 Get on that. This is the best code, the most percentage you're going to get off uh until the uh the, the new year so go ahead and use that code you can find me on twitter at kendo vt one thing i will say is i'll still do kenny after dark uh, on twitter but i'm shifting a lot of that over to the slack chat on gupp's corner so it's going to be worth it and i know uh tambo is saying this is the walking ad and you, but honestly i'll be honest i'm trying to make that money dog i'm trying to make that money dog so yes. get on over get on over to gupp's we'll give you that good info All right, DJ Nation, let's have a great week and let's win some motherfucking money. Buying a home can
1: feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office, Falls Church, VA. (sighs) 844-759-7732. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle, is your roommate picking you up with Mickey
0: D's breakfast